What's good, Divine Gang Gang? Listen, this one's going to be good for Divine Feminines and Divine Masculines. Um, you can probably see by the title, it's going to be talking about, let's revisit what Sheba brought to the table. Since y'all masculines asking us what Divine Feminine, you know, what the woman brings to the table, and we've kind of been playing with the issue, and I've talked about Sheba before, but I'm looking at it as a blueprint um, I'm looking at it as a blueprint for the woman who is right alongside with me right now in the trenches. Um, the last couple of podcasts I've been talking about the whole hard facts, the reality, right? In the sense that you have all of these odds against you, the chances of you getting married and or, you know, having children are slim to none. And I don't know what it was that sparked this in me, but it was like, wait a minute, let's look at Sheba. Because one of the things that I've been wanting to drive home for my Divine Feminines, and I feel like if you can understand this way younger in your 20 and you see the the map for what it is, right? And you see the world for what it is, now you can really show up and and play right like what time is it game time whoop I used to play basketball I used to play center so <laughs> it's like once you start to see what the game plan is now you can really play right and I've been really trying to drive home with the women things I wish I knew right and I really hope my younger women are going to be able to listen to this and run with it baby run for you to survive in Everything that's going on right now in the romance and emotional landscape that we're dealing with right now, if you can master the Sheba energy, baby girl, you're going to be all right. You're going to be all right. You're going to be all right. Let's get into it, right? So I took my notes and I put here, um, so what Queen Sheba brought to the table? All right, y'all, you masculines wanted to know what she brought to the table. All right, cool. Let's get into it. And this is what it's going to take for us to thrive in the 21st century. I want you to pay attention to how, and I consider Solomon a divine masculine. He's definitely an archetype, meaning that he's, um, he's an example of. So there's different types of masculines. You know, you have Boaz, um, Moses, Pharaoh, right? So we're looking at Solomon as, as an archetype. And we're also going to look at uh, Sheba as an archetype of a divine feminine. And what I love about her is she really is a boss. Your girl is a boss. She was stunting on them. She had her own empire, okay? She was killing it. She was, okay? She was a bad mama jamma. Probably dated myself by saying using that term. But what I like about her is that she was really um, standing on her own. The I-N-D-E-P-E-N-D-N-T. <laughs> Do you know what that means? Independent. I probably misspelled it, right? But um, in comparison to the Ruth and the Esthers and the um, all of the other women that are archetypes in the Bible, where it's kind of contingent with them falling in love um, with, with somebody that's really, you know, typical with what, we expect for the everyday average person. Sheba was a boss, right? 
had her own empire. So let's pay attention to those dynamics when we talk about coming to the table, right? Coming to the table. Um, one of the things I put here on my notes is her, she was her name. She's also known as Makeda, M-A-K-E-D-A. So this is just me doing my research. But I love that y'all, when I tell you I love the brown skin I'm in and I have to pay homage to my roots, listen, Sheba, Queen Sheba was Ethiopian mixed with Egyptian, okay? So if you go and you were to look up what an Ethiopian looks like, she gonna have the brown skin like me. She gonna have the curly hair like me. She's gonna have the big nose like me. She's gonna have the thick lips like me. She's gonna have the curves, curves, right? So this was a melanated sister. I don't care how any other two ways you cut it, slice it and and cut it. At the end of the day, this is the prototype for a queen, right? No excuses from melanated baby girls. None. Okay? Bring it. Stun on them. So then um, what I love and what I was picking up about her story is... Um, I was reminded of the term domestic goddess, and I love it because when you look at the things that she brought, it it spoke to me that she understood everything with the empire, but there was something about her. Um, here it says she had camels carrying spicy, spices, um, large quantities of gold and precious stones. So yes, she had the gold and the stones and everything that comes with acquiring it and protecting it and, and that type of thing. But to me, the spices really stuck out and they mentioned it several times. Um, throughout the passage, it says that never again was anybody able to bring that abundance of spices. So you talk about divine feminine really paying attention to, you know, um, Making a house a home is what I'm really wanting to tap into here. Um, in previous podcasts, I've talked about how in Beyonce's lyrics, um, let me upgrade you. She says, I'm the light. You you can be the b- block, but I'll bring the light. And so when you start to get into spices and you start to understand how rare they are, when you start to look at frankincense and myrrh, um, and the thing is, when you start to think about spices, you start to think about food. What goes good with, you know, duck, with alligator, with dare, with all the different kinds of meat? Um, and sometimes I know like Middle Eastern um, tradition, they use spices in their drinks too. Like if you've ever had a, um, a mango lassie um, and other drinks, I know that they use a little bit of spices in the stuff, like even with cinnamon so she was just bringing that extra added element. I think that you kind of, if I'm going to project certain things onto her, yes, Solomon had um, gold and stones, but I think in her mind, it's funny because even the way it's listed, it the spices proceed. So she had to think, what is something that a masculine, a bachelor's pad is not going to have? So Solomon is out here. He's running an empire he knows about gold. He knows about precious stones, but it's like she's bringing to the table that light, the spices, the domestic goddess element, right? And I love it because that means that there wasn't not only the abundance, but the rarity and the quality of what she brought in the spices. She understood what it was, the domestic goddess element, to to use those uh, aromas to to 
there's something beautiful about feeding people and it takes something as mundane as just filling your stomach with something to eat with the, the you guys have talked about this this is all of like the art and the skill of seduction and um and just really tapping into your five senses. I feel like an empress is going to be someone who really taps into the five senses, but it's something to deal with the textures and the taste and the warmth and the cold and the combination and the flavors, right? So take it for what it is. It's like, I love that she led with that. So let me keep looking at my notes here. Um, I've, I did my research and I was looking at, and it says that she was there for six months right? So she spent time in his presence. I love that, you know, we were talking a little bit about Brittany Renner and how with Colin Kaepernick, she paid to fly herself out there. I think he was a, a counterfeit. I don't consider him to be a divine masculine, if I'm being quite honest. Um, and so we're going to be dealing, moving forward with how to deal with counterfeits. Um, but when you hold it up to, you know, and the funny thing is, at the end of the day, Brittany Renner is a, is a counterfeit uh, divine feminine and Colin Kaepernick, given the stances of even her dating her and having her fly herself out, he's a he's a counterfeit because when you start to look at the real prototypes of how they move, um, the reason I'm saying Brittany's a, a counterfeit is that she seems to be able to attract the men and affluent men, but at the same time, it's seeking her own level. They're not the smartest, they're not the brightest, and and so. It's kind of like they really did match each other's energy. But let's look at the real prototype. Let's look at the real archetypes of what a divine feminine is and what a divine masculine is, right? And the funny thing is, because remember I said, you know, with Queen Sheba, I'm picking up based on her gifts, how she's sewing up at the table. There's the domestic goddess. When you look at Brittany Renner, you know, you can listen to her and tell that she's not a motherly person and it's not Colin Kaepernick wasn't coming home to home cooked meals, you know, and it wasn't coming home to a place that it's one thing to come home to a mansion and it's another thing to come home. If you get what I'm saying, right? So, um, stayed with him for the six months and Let's see here. I think the reason that this is kind of important for us is because I've been saying that at the end of the day, Divine Feminines, if we're really honest with ourselves, um, we're not going to probably have in this day and age, the majority of us are not going to be forever in union with our masculines. Okay. Um, and, and you're going to have to deal with the psychology behind that and the inner work and the shadow light, shadow work and the light work that you're going to have to do to deal with that. In many ways, you know, when you talk about water seeking its own level, she sought him out. She heard of his wisdom. And um, sometimes I feel like divine feminines, we are shamed for being materialistic, for being a gold digger, for looking out for someone who's, because we're going to talk about this a little bit more about how at the end of the day, 
he shows up and I, I hope I don't run out of time. I like to keep these 30 minutes long, not longer than that, but I might have to go a little bit over. But we have to pay attention to why these voices, whether it's from men and or women, why they're shaming you. And I want to encourage you, stay in your Sheba energy. Go for the best. So she, in her own right, had the best. She had the quantities of gold, the, the stones, the spices, the emperor, and the, the uh, empire. But she, she didn't, she could have really just married one of her subjects or went for any regular, but she went for the best. Please do not be embarrassed about that moving forward. And I think that, you know, some of the energy that some of us are in, I'm not going to give a green light and co-sign that a lot of the masculines that you guys have met are your divine masculine, because I'll, I want to make that disclaimer here, because some of y'all are going to be like, oh, well, my divine masculine came in, and now he has me on hold for seven years and 11 years. I've heard these stories. I see them in the chats, okay? And I'm going to dare to say that those are not your divine masculines. But moving forward, you're going to start to ascend and you're going to attract better. And you're going to look for what a real masculine is. And you're going to see that um, when I get further down the line, he's going to be balanced in his divine femininity too. I'm going to talk about that. He's going to be a boss. He's going to be running things. Um, and we like to think that the mission means we're together for the rest of our lives and that we're in love for the rest of our lives. And um, at the end of the day, I talk about, you know, Kim Kardashian being a whole single baby's mom out here with four kids. Sheba ended up being a single mom. Um, but at the end of the day, I love, I'm, I'm going to say it here. He sent her back with more than what she came with. She brought stuff to the table, but he sent her back with even more. And and in some ways, in my mind, I feel like it talks to the attributes of a divine masculine, right? But it also, I think that at that point, they, they, they say that they were intimate. And so he had to have known that he had impregnated her. And so in a way, it's kind of like, you have my seed, you're carrying my legacy, Here's some more things to just make sure that my son is taken care of, my child. And it could have been that he didn't know if it was going to be a boy or a girl, right? Because it could have he could have really replicated another Sheba and she would go on to carry on the kingdom. But as it turns out, and, and it sounds like he only had two sons, but let me not go down too far down that rabbit hole. But do you see what I'm saying? All right, so let me get back to my notes here. Um it was only for six months. Okay. And so that's very much catalyst energy, very much that the possibility that you're going to be around a, a masculine, you're going to have the sunsets, you're going to have the late night conversations, you're going to really peep his game. And um, I talked to you about my one of the exes I dated, it was when I tell you he changed my life. If it was just even for that moment of time, I saw how he ran things. I saw his commanding presence. I, out of everybody around me, up until that point, I felt like I was a queen because I was. I had a, a salary job. My friends didn't have a salary job. I had my own house, went for the cars that I wanted. I had experiences that the rest of the other people weren't really able to afford. And I felt in my own right, I was bringing it. 
but it was when I told you and I could, it's just, I've been, as I've been thinking about it, it's like I moved different after I had that experience. He's not in my life, but he was a Scorpio just like me. Our day, we were just born a couple days apart. And I loved when we would walk into a room, when we wa- would walk into areas and we're both tall. He was 6'9", six six I'm 6'1". And the commanding of the presence and then I'm starting to mirror his swag, his, you know, all eyes on us when we step into a room and life of the party type of thing. It's like, I started to move different because he was close to my age and it was interesting for me to see somebody so successful. He was going on six figures, going on seven, running a million square foot warehouse, right? Doing international import and exports. And it was funny to me to hear him say that he was already starting to import things that they needed for Christmas in June, July. You talk about Christmas in July. I said, what? He's like, yeah, we have to get it in the warehouse, package it, distribute it, and get it ready for December. Just stuff like that. Freaking crazy. And then you start to hear the strategy behind the things that he did and how he was able to really alchemize and transmute and take advantage of situations to get himself promoted is freaking insane. So what I'm trying to tell you is, you guys, we've been sold this story that we're going to be in love and married forever. And and the truth is, this 21st century that we're in, it's not always going to be like that. And there are going to be divine masculines. And there's the negative side where they really will run through you, you know, not want to give you anything, um, try to take you to a Red Lobster and or a coffee date. But at the end of the day, seek out, you know, your own level, dating your league. That's another topic that I want to talk about. This this really um, gives way to at least date in your league. Don't be ashamed, you know, um, because when you start to get into those lower vibrational energies where you're dating outside of your league, then the jealousy comes in and now the incel energy comes in and now they're starting to, you know, I was listening to, um, this is going to be a little bit longer, but just bear with me. The value is there. I was listening to Kevin Samuels talk to this girl and he was saying that, you know, um, I was looking up different stats, but the average, and I'm going to say black man makes 40,000 a year and she makes 80,000 a year. She went to school. She has her degrees in psychology and he wanted to tell her, and I saw her, you guys, she, she had a little bit of weight of her. I'm, I'm going to be honest. I'm, she was not a Lizzo at all. Um, she had some weight on her. She wasn't a size zero. But she wasn't like a size 10 either. I would say she was like a six, like a size six, right? Um, and he actually caught, I, w- I won't tell too much because I don't, yeah, I won't tell too much about her thing. But she was pretty, but he, um, he told her that Beyonce was an eight. So it was one of those things like it's, you have to be careful with the mental psychology too, because it's like for them to feel better if you're starting to deal with narcissistic energy, they're going to try to downgrade what you think of yourself 
so that then because the psychology behind it is if he's telling her that she's um beyonce is an eight the mental work what it's intended to do is to make you say well if beyonce is an eight then that means i'm like a three and so then now you're opening up yourself and subjecting yourself to lower frequency and so then now she's gonna hang up the phone and open herself to the vibrational energies of a man who's making 40,000 a year, when she, her psychology is, if I stick to something, if I persevere, if I discipline myself, if I um, take the mental discipline to acquire the intellectual property, to have a profession, the mindset is different. You know what it's like to go after something, to be accomplished, to achieve your goals, right? The mindset to just achieve at 40,000, I talked that, oh, this is going to be a long podcast. Okay. I talked that, uh, I found myself saying, there is no reason why any masculine, I don't care if you're black, white, Hispanic, Asian, should not be successful because at the end of the day, it's a man's world. It's a man's world and all the odds are stacked in your favor. So to me, I think moving forward, um, I remember one guy I was talking to, he, when you talk about counterfeit, I was paying attention. I was listening to what he was saying, but then I started to pick up on some things. And one of the things, one of our last conversations, he told me, he said, I wish I had a boat. And at that point I had already dated people who have those things. And, um, and so that was a red flag to me because it was kind of like, wait a minute, <laughs> you're a man, you could get a boat. I've been around people who've gotten a boat and you're coming at me with this energy of I wish. It would have been different if you said, um, I want a boat, this is what I'm going to do to get it. But even the tone of his voice, it let me know that he wanted it to fall in his lap. It was, trust me, when I, you know, you start to be able to discern energy and what people say and how they say it and the context of what they're saying, Right? Um, there's no reason why there should be a poor man. Like I remember, you know, growing up Christian and it was one of those things where they would, you know, you give to the person on the street, but then this one woman, she told me, she's like, I don't give money to men. She's like, they can walk into any business location where I've been working in and they can make uh, a woman makes 70 cents for every dollar that a man makes. So your men already automatically make more than women. I have to work harder and smarter to make just as much as you do. When it comes to dating and picking a caliber woman, the odds are in your favor, anywhere from seven to 10 women, right? So the prime is there for the picking, right? It's like, there's no, once I started to understand it, there's no reason why there should be an unhappy man, why there shouldn't be a man that's making more. There's no reason a man should be making 45000 a year. None. Because it's a man's world. Like, you really can just go out there and, and make double what a woman makes. For real. This was a black woman making 80000 a year as a psychologist with a little education. So automatically, I think even if you're a black male, you can show up at a job and you should be able to make easily more a hundred thousand because she's, she's, you're going to make more than any woman period. 
right? If you apply yourself, but I'm kind of going off on a tangent. So I just want to encourage you like Divine Feminines, I'm going to continue to bring you content that's going to really advocate and show that you need a date in your league. You know, royalty dates, royalty, don't open yourself, don't buy that ticket where they're trying to downgrade you. And it's disappointing, I think, for Kevin Samuel, because he's making it seem like the average person makes 40000 but I, and I, and I don't really know, like I said, let me just disclaim it and maybe it's to my fault, but I don't hear him telling men that they need to make more than 40000 a year. There's no way you're going to tell me that you're going to be talking to men who are making 40000 a year and then categorizing them as high value men. There's no way. But anyways, let me get back on my notes here. Um... One of the things I loved about it here is that um, I have talked about, you start to understand that um, Solomon being a divine masculine, he was known for his wisdom. And it's one of those things like the more wise you are, um, if you guys are kind of familiar with the scripture, but it says that when God came and asked him what he wanted, he asked for wisdom. And, and that's interesting because he didn't ask for, um, you know, the cars, the houses, the airplanes, the lifestyle. He asked for the wisdom, but as a result, when you talk about as above, so below, it manifested into very tangible abundance and luxury and opulence, which is funny because remember I told you at the beginning, listen to how the divine masculine and divine feminine are showing up, the archetypes. And as I'm saying this, and as simple as my notes are, um, Sheba did the same thing too. When she came, she asked, she talked to him. It says that she asked questions and she listened. <laughs> right? So even when you talk about showing up to a date and coming to the table with everything that you have and all the knowledge and running the empires at the end of the day, she came with questions. And I think that's going to be important as you go on dates, moving forward, divine feminine, even as you are a boss, you know, yes, there's going to be, you know, I'm getting the sense and I'm going to say this because I, um, I remember talking about how I felt embarrassed talking to a guy about having my own house but part of the emotional intelligence, especially when you're dealing with the divine masculine or any masculine, really ask them questions. And so then it takes the energy off of you, you know, take it for what it's worth. I'm not saying hide behind your strength or anything, but ask them questions, especially if they're showing up as a, as a, as an emperor, as a king, you can always learn from them. When you when they he ask you out to eat somewhere, ask him questions. Queen of Sheba type of questions. And the other thing I wanted to pick up on here was um Ah, I kind of missed some points here. Um this is probably gonna be an hour long. Let me lo- let me log off here and regroup on my notes and then just stay for the second segment because you guys know I can only record on 30 minutes on my web browser, all right? So I'm gonna I'm gonna close out this little segment here and then get back into my notes, hold on. All right, what's good, Divine Gang Gang? Let's get into the rest of this. So 
Um, I'm going to skip that this one point I have here. I have to have a feeling I have to talk about that on another podcast. But one of the things that I wanted you to kind of hone in on and start to think about the psychology behind it is her personality had to have been magnetic because at the end of the day, he felt in his heart Solomon to bless her to the point that he sent her back with more. It could have been that, yes, it's had to do with the divine masculine and him showing up in that way. But it's like, when you think about the type of person that you want to show favor to, um, I want to encourage you to kind of think about, at the end of the day, he loved her femininity, how she showed up, how she came and engaged with him, and the favor that came with that. I want you to kind of think about what that means and what that energy means moving forward. Still a boss, still running her empire. She knows about armies. She knows about imports and exports. She knows about hosting kings and queens and holding events and celebrations and um, overseeing laws and things having to do with judges and fairness and, um, you know, exchanges for, for um, what would he say? Like, uh, I was thinking like more taxes, but like when you think about currency, like even how we have Forex. So she understood all of that. But at the end of the day, she was in a, in a state where she wasn't like, it was favorable. And we will have to explore what that means. We'll have to explore what that means. I feel like one of the things I put here was network, net worth and social capital. Um, what I love about this is, <clears throat> you know, I think what I'm trying to take away from this is think about what it meant for her to go back home, but she had a connection to, to Solomon, right? And um, so if she needed anything else that had to do with running her empire, she had him to where she could connect with him and and pick his brain. Um, I think when I, one of the things I mentioned when I talk about divine masculines asking a woman what she brings to, her, to the table, and I, I was joking about it, but I said, what are you, do you want to know what my net network net worth is or my social capital? So, and, and my aggregate experience, because sometimes I think you people and men want to down look on you, but women one of the strengths and one of the things that a high value man looks for is your ability to network. I did a podcast on it. I need to find it. I need to look for it. And I did a YouTube video on it too. Um, the qualities that a high value man looks for, but it's going to be the ability to um, do the social engagements. And so here it is. She spent six months with him. So her her network net worth, her ability to tap into his intellectual property, it's almost like when you talk about six months, a semester of tuition, she is asking one of the wealthiest, wisest men how to run her employees, how to keep her um, empire safe how to deal with the people who are um, importing and exporting, how to buy the real estate, how to um, develop different areas, and even right down to the buildings. Why did you use this type of structure? Why do you use pillars? Why do you use this foundation? Right? 
So divine feminine, I want you to think about what that means. It's like at the at the end of the day, you know, maybe we might not. Um, what I want to say is let's pay attention to the tables that we're going to. You know, it's more than just a meal. It's more than just a visit. It's more than just a tour. Really pick his brain, his brain to see how he does things to balance out your divine masculine side, right? Because it's going to make you stronger. Um, so I hope you take that for what it's worth. Um, I put here that she listens. And this is so important because I had mentioned it before in older podcasts and more recently. And it came up in one of the readings, but it was kind of like the idea that divine feminine, I put the, he doesn't care about how much she knows. Part of the emotional intelligence is listening. And it's one thing to listen, you know, how his day went and to show the caring soft side. But it's another thing to listen, to come with the questions. I keep saying that over and over again, but I love that. That is like a huge gem right here. She came with hard questions. I want you to think about what that's going to mean. What kind of questions are you going to ask if you had a chance to sit down with the Fortune 500 millionaire, you know, well, multimillionaire, Fortune 500, or to sit with an entrepreneur, with somebody who runs a business, what kind of questions would you ask him and then listen? And what I love about this is um, it does embody, I I was talking earlier about paying attention to divine masculine and divine feminine. When most high God, in all his wisdom, omnipotent, omnipresent, and omniscient. Omniscient meaning all-knowing. Omnipotent meaning all-powerful. Omnipresent meaning um, everywhere at all times. When that energy acts divine, you know, Solomon, what he wanted. And again, I said, he didn't ask for the material things. He didn't ask for three-fifths of the world or one-third of the world, he asked for wisdom. That's a divine masculine um, energy. And you see that it as above, so below. If you're wise, it will manifest into you being a rich, wise ruler. And so here you have divine feminine mirroring that energy, being in that energy of being an, around an emperor and listening to the most wise. Sheba was wise in her own right. She had a whole kingdom. She had a whole empire. Very much intelligent, very much in her Mayat and Sophia energy, very much able to show you the physical manifestation. She was bringing the spices, bringing the gold, bringing the precious stones and all of the intellectual property that came with that. But at the end of the day, she sought the wisdom do you see what I'm saying? How they're marrying each other, how they're showing up with each other. The wisdom in listening, embodying Mayat and Sophia, emotional intelligence. Even the queen was is embodying emotional intelligence and it's and it's i love it because there's a duality to emotional intelligence listen to how his day went listen to you know how he's feeling um and and then at the right time if it's necessary you can impart wisdom but then it's listening 
for strategies, listening for the logic, listening to strategize. Okay, I hope I I'm ready to move on to the next point. Another gem that was in here, another ruby, another diamond. Um, it said that she came with praise. It's actually here in the in the scripture, but she says she listened with praise. She came with praise, and it, one of the things, divine feminines, and I've done this before. When you, if you really want to get something out of a masculine, you start to to butter him up, right? You start to praise him for the attributes that you admire the most, and. This is a gem within a gem too, but uh, we've heard it over and over again, especially, and I've heard it from wives who understand their femininity. If you want a man to show up for you as a provider and as a protector, you compliment those things. And and because you compliment it and you come with that praise, he's going to continue to show up with that energy. It's going to continue to show up with that praise. When you put your arm in his arm for him to protect you oh his chest comes out and now he's making sure nobody comes to you he's making sure you step over the puddles he's making sure you don't get wet he's making sure to open the door for you when you when he opens that door for you and you're just the cutest thing and you bat your eyelashes and you're like oh thank you babe he's gonna love that and it makes him want to show up for you more in those ways right so she came with the praise and she said Oh my goodness, you are, you are wise. You are, you know, this is more than I've ever seen. She was buttering it up, but he, now he's like, oh, you came, you came to hear about my wisdom. Let me tell you about my wisdom. Not for one month, not for two months, not for six months. That he's busy running a whole empire, has things to do, but he spent half the year. Like, you let me show you what you came for. You brought me this is in third. Let me show you what it really do. Praise will go a long way with divine masculines. Right? And praise the attributes of the divine masculinity that are most important that you value. The protection, the um uh there's another um pr- provision, but also the wisdom. And you'll see, it's, it's beautiful energy. I've been in it before, but this is just a reminder. And for those of you who are new to the game, welcome to the game, baby. Queen of Sheba energy, baby. Okay, so it says, um, work, I did put here working for others. Hmm, I don't remember what that context was about. The next thing is, um, I wanted to kind of circle back. I had mentioned it before. Intellectual property is key. Intellectual property is important because even though he sent her back with, you know, more than she came with physically, at the end of the day, it was what was in her temple. Whoa, you guys, that is freaking deep. The temple is the space between, you know, your cranium, you know, from one side of your temple to the next side of your temple, the headspace. the headspace, the intellectual property. If some of you are, are a little bit younger um, and haven't really hit the workforce yet, um, and this one, I want to stay in this energy. This is going to be a long podcast, but especially if you're young and you're kind of new to the 
corporate, working for corporate, this one's going to be important. It's going to make this a little bit of a long podcast, but I want to stay here in this energy. Divine Feminine, um, going into the workforce, um, you already know what the game plan is. You're going to be getting paid less. It's going to be important for you to strategize, you know, what it means for you to go in to a workplace. And regardless of the position you're in, what's going to be important for you to take away from any work situation that you're in is the intellectual property. And part of this journey of being divine feminine um, that I won't be able to hit in with this podcast, but I've talked about in previous podcasts and we will talk about moving forward is... um, Ooh, kind of lost the thought there, but it's, you want to be able to go in and, uh, there was a time where I was working at Victoria's Secret, right? Um, and it was one thing for me to go in and help people, but with that, I paid attention to the masculines that came in, what they asked for, for gifts for their, um, for their counterparts, how much they're willing to spend. I paid attention to when we would have training, what colors, what materials were in style. How do you talk about it? Because at the end of the day, um, and I love it. I really should have tapped into this a lot more. You know, it at the end of the day, you think it's just a, a, a bra. But then when you start to understand, they would give us marketing tips. And at the end of the bra holds your, you know, your cleavage up but then now you have the the bra that is gonna give you um the the boobage that you need the cleavage that you want for that dress but when he takes off the dress it's like it has the lace and the diamonds um and the satin feel to it right and so if you're talking to a man or a woman it's going to be different when you're selling them those different types of things, you know, selling them the teddy and the, and the, and the baby doll dress and the experience behind it. You're going to tell him to buy her a different negligee if it's for her birthday versus for it's a date night or a honeymoon. Right. What is this? Okay. The intellectual property. And what I was trying to drive home with that is sometimes you can feel a kind of way that you can go and work as a secretary. But as you're there, you're learning on the job. Start to look at how they organize things. How do they handle the finances? When do they pay the bills for the receipts? What do they use in the back office for their website? How do they handle customer service? Who do they have designated to make key decisions? Okay, you're going to have a chief financial officer, a chief into, um, website, uh, chief information officer. Yeah, um, how often does a boss come in? When do they hold the meetings? What is the structure? What type of people do they have coming to the office? Who are the clients? You start to understand and you sit, they're, they're not, they think that they're not going to pay you your worth, but you're going to sit there and you're going to sit at the table and you're going to take those crumbs Because when a time comes for you that you feel you've acquired enough knowledge to go back to your empire, now you can go back and you can make those, you can replicate those same moves. Because one of the things that Divine Feminine does is she replicates, she multiplies. 
So you can take that knowledge and ascend to another job where they're going to pay you a little bit more and you're going to learn more and you're going to get into more doors. And then you go back and you take that knowledge and that's what's going to keep the light on in your empire. And now you're going to furnish your house and your empire and your kingdom with the spices and the gold. And, you know, one of the things that when you start to hang around rich people and wealthy people, and one of the things I'm starting to do for myself is when you go through their house, they tell you about, you know, when I went to China, I bought this vase. When I went to to Southeast Asia, I bought this type of spice. When I went to Africa, I bought this rug. When I went to Italy, I bought this painting. And so that knowledge and that, that information as you, you know, regardless of where you start, the intellectual property, be intentional about working for the best companies and working around the best, even if it is CEOs, and start to learn how they run things so that you can replicate it for yourself. And maybe at some point you're going to branch off and run your own business. But now you've you've set it up to where you've set aside money for your retirement fund and to pay for your house and money to invest into opening your own business, doing what you want. But now you know how to run a website. Now you know how to hold meetings. Now you know how to command presence. You know how to have the swag. You know how to run the finances, run the books. You know who is in the network, right? Because if you decide to to align it with things that interest you too, right? Now you know to go to the source. The same way you are calling all the different people to get the materials or to, to book the catering events and to, you know, like even if you're going into biotech or to be a lawyer or to be a doctor, now you know how to go to those suppliers for yourself, right? So the intellectual property is important. She came to the table, but she left even more intellectual property that I know. In, and and when you talk about, you know, we're getting down to the next step is going to be her son, Menelik. They, there's rumors from what I can read and what I've been able to see, you know, in terms of a starseed baby. Um, I love it because you guys know I have a thing for I would love to have a love child. And I know it sounds funny, but to me, my love child is having a, a baby with the love of my life and it being a divine masculine. And there's something for me to see my son with his dad to someone that my son can admire, to see my daughter with her father and to see him guiding her and counseling her and teaching him, you know, taking her to the office, taking him to the office and showing him how he runs things and looking out for her and protecting her and providing for her, you know, um, and being a father. I love that. And so um, from the little parts that I saw here too, that um, Solomon kept asking for his son to come back and run the empire, but he stayed with his mom until he was 20 and then went on to run his own empire. And it said that he had a long reign and was very successful, but that's because he's coming with the intellectual property and the makings of a divine masculine and a divine feminine. And one of the things I love about this too is divine feminine, why I'm telling you to, to regardless, 
it's okay for you to get the degrees. It's okay for you to make more than the average man. It's okay for you to go out and get the Bugatti for yourself, you know, travel and, and make sure that you can take care of yourself. Because at the end of the day, you know, even if the masculine is not around, which we saw, he was only there for six months, right? And we are going to birth the babies. But one of the things about divine feminine is we are the first teachers of our children. And so not only was it about her making sure that her son could carry on the empire, but it was about making sure that this is everything your daddy taught me. Our, our kingdom is more solid. We have more armies in place. We are able to be, make better transactions. The food tastes better. We build our buildings better. They last, built to last and endure because of everything I learned from your father. And I, I believe that because of the maybe interactions, the, the dad was making sure that the son was getting all of the training and instruction that he needed, right? So I'll, um, as I'm wrapping up here, I'm not sure it might go a little bit longer than another, you know, I have like nine minutes left on this segment, but it might go a little bit longer. So I put here, please don't be ashamed for selecting a provider. Um, I was looking at the wiki on Wikipedia and I saw, you know, who Menelik's uncles were. And I was sitting here, I'm like, that is a mighty fine lineage. You know what it is to have your uncle be a prince also? And, you know, even one of my, my other favorite ones to think about is like even the sons of, of Abraham. What I love about that is if you were, if you had any of those other 11 uncles, one was in business, one was in law, well, one was into security and law enforcement. Um, and then you within that, there was subsects, subsects of the 12 uncles. All of them had their own strengths. And there was even one uncle that was, good for the entertainment and the the luxury and the lifestyle type of thing, but all complimentary. So it's okay for you to, if, if you're going to be a single baby mom, and I'm not talking about this in a gold digger way, you know, I know there's going to be some people who be like, oh, she's talking about being a gold digger and that type of thing. Listen, these men are discarding women as it is. You have Kim Kardashian as one of the most beautiful women a whole baby mama with four kids. But at the end of the day, her children are going to some of the best schools and afforded the best opportunities. And they are starting to learn what it means to be in business and to step into their own right. And if if you do that for no other reason, other than that you love your child and you want the best for your child at the bare minimum, because what you see every day is you really do have these sad cases where you have baby mamas and they're on welfare in Section 8. And the children are going to school with no shoes, no backpacks, being made fun of, messes up their psyche. But choose the best. Show up for yourself. Show up for your children. Make the best of the situation. Make the best of the circumstances. Um, And so the circumstances are, you know, one of the things it's difficult energy to deal with. But divine masculines... And even just regular maskins, they have a lot of in and out energy going on right now. They really are marrying women and then getting a divorce, fighting them for alimony. Um, if, if at all, even marrying them, making them baby mamas. And, 
and leaving them and or cheating them, cheating on them, the energy is still kind of the same, you know? Um, but at least be Sheba in the situation. At least be Sheba in it, in in this whole, how this thing unfolds. Um, I put here a real one because at the end it says he gave her all that she desired and asked for. I just like that. I mean, at the end of the day, you know, he didn't have to, but it just shows like divine masculines have to have some kind of heart. It really does kind of grind my gear that divine uh, a masculine really will have enjoyed the companionship and, you know, a woman making his house a home and the intimacy that comes with it and the laughter and the joy and it, even him birthing her, his own children and he, him fighting her for, out, you know, how much she's worth and making sure that she has a roof over her head and making sure that to pay the child support. And so here an archetype of divine masculine is even when she left her, his presence, it was like, let me send you with some more things. Like every time you walk through your palace, you're going to see the stuff I gave you. You're going to remember who I am. You're going to have enough to take care of my son and make sure he's provided for. And I love that. And it's okay for you to do that and to be in that Sheba energy. Would love to have, you know, have had Solomon in her palace and for them to be in the same empire. But at the end of the day, the reality is he had his things to do and they enjoyed the sunsets, the six months together. And yes, they had a child out of it, but the child was had the best because she was wise in who she partnered and paired with also um i put here chapter 10 verse 4 this is to tell you like he had balanced his divine feminine also but he was a boss boss because on on verse 4 it says she saw all the wisdom of solomon and the palace he built so that's talking about structural engineering there's a science to um the highways that you put um and the materials that go into making the housing houses, right? The food on his table, that's deep, yo. That is deep. The food on his table, he's a masculine, but he understands the element of food on his table. What it means to have the best chefs, the best food. The seating of his officials, that's talking about like the ju- ju- um, employees and um, I want to say judiciary, right? Legislation, laws, policy. Who were the officials? What offices did they hold? How did they put them together? How was he working with that network? Right? The attending ser- servants in their robes. How she was looking at, so the attending servants are the employees. Even the employees in another um, passage that I had read, even they were happy. And that says a lot. And I want to, I want to remember this because I want to start to talk about the types of businesses and, and, and entrepreneurship, the business models that divine feminines and divine masculines need to have for a fortune 500 companies moving forward is not the same template that's coming out of the age of Pisces. It's going to be more favorable and matriarchal and age of Aquarius feminine archetype of caring for the divine feminine of, of for the family for the well-being um but i i'm gonna um you're gonna look out for that later on coming down the road but the attending of the servants of his robes the fairness in it his cupbearers 
that's deep too. I know there's some symbology behind the cupbearers and the burnt offerings he made at the temple of the Lord. So I'm going to wrap up here. I'm, I want you to stay in this Queen of Sheba energy. This is the reality that we're dealing with. You know, Queen of Sheba is like in her empire, who's going to be higher than her? And that's going to, you're going to find that. But go, you know, pay attention to the tables that you're going to. Show up for yourself. Show up, build your empire. Go for that divine masculine. If there's going to be positives, chase their energy is probably going to be this. <laughs> you know? Show up for yourself. And I put here 2022. Yeah, you know. I think, yeah, that's it. And then I love that at the end of the day, they contributed to the build. She contributed to the building of the temple. Um, not only did she bring the spices and the gold and the precious stones, but she also brought, it was like an amga wood or something that was the pillars for the temple. Right? So you're still contributing. It talks to the mission, you know. Um, the mission of building the temple was a whole endeavor. And I love that. That's that's another thing she brought to the table. If you really want to ask what she brought to the table and what she put her resources to. So as I'm closing out here, just think and reflect on the wisdom of the divine masculine Solomon and the wisdom of Sophia and Mayat and Sheba. I'm going to sign off, going to charge you with love, with the love of, of your life. And the love of your life is you, boo. <laughs> going to charge you with light and black light because black light illuminates invisible. All the things that we don't talk about on this journey as a twin flame, divine feminine, divine masculine. I'm going to charge you with health, with wealth, with wisdom and prosperity. Until the next podcast, peace.